This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Thanks for being with us on this Saturday morning. Earlier on in the program, uh, we listened to some of the comments uh, made as Gregor Robertson spoke with John McComb. Uh, he was on John McComb's show the day after he announced he would not be uh, seeking re-election, uh, would not be seeking a fourth term in Vancouver. There has been plenty of discussion since that announcement was made. And my next guest has written about this. Mike Klassen is a columnist with the Vancouver Courier and joins us uh, on the line now. Mike, thanks so much for being with us this morning. Good morning, Jill. Uh, your latest column called How We Won't Miss You, Gregor Robertson, Let Me Count the Ways. So what's the reaction been so far? Um, it's actually been probably the biggest reaction uh, right out of the gate that I've had, and, and I've been writing for quite a number of years. Um, several emails. I feel like a radio show host. I'm getting all these emails, <laughs> lots of stuff online and social media. Um, there's been a very strong reaction. I think uh, people uh, felt that somebody needed to kind of said, uh, sum up a little bit of what's been going on for the last 10 years. And um, as a result, we're getting that kind of uh, kind of visceral reaction. Uh, go through the list, if you can, a little bit. So we probably don't have time to go through the whole thing. But what is it that sticks out with you when you started writing this or wanted to write this column? What was it that you wanted to make sure you got across? Um. Well, I think it really came down to the style of leadership. Gregor Robertson's leadership uh, in Amerofi is probably one of the most unusual kind of rises to power that we've ever seen. Um, uh, that's a whole other story, and heck, who knows, maybe I'll write a book about it someday. But um, the, the main point I wanted to talk about is how we've arrived at a place where the city feels very divided. You know, we talk about what's going on down in the United States with Trump and the red and blue states and what we're seeing there. But here we, we have become uh, really driven into a place where people are, are frustrated and they don't feel like they're being represented by this, this mayor and the city uh, council. And, um, and I think that's unfortunate. And I can see that coming from very early on. And, I, you know, everybody likes to talk about the bike lanes. I'm sort of done talking about the bike lanes. But I have seen them as, a, as a, quite a symbol of how we, you know, can kind of drive a political wedge between people who just want to talk about these things, maybe the small business owners that are impacted by it and and others who just want to kind of push ahead with them, uh, regardless of their impacts. And when you talk about a city divided, I think you make a very good point. And it's not bike lanes. You're right. It's not cyclists versus non-cyclists. But it is this idea that things were pushed through that we talk about small businesses. Small businesses, in many cases, are really struggling in the city of Vancouver. And there is that that divided feeling, I think, in the city. Well, um I uh, spoke to, um, in another interview, I said that I actually went back and looked at the Vision Vancouver platform from 2008, and what struck me is that they, they set out a very activist agenda, and they followed through on most of that agenda, of course, you know, uh, not doing very well on the homeless front on a number of, the, number of other piles, but the um, uh, I thought that they... Um, uh, what they were, were trying to do was really change the face of City Hall. They turned it into almost a little mini, mini provincial government with the kind of the Minister of Housing and then the Minister of, of Arts. And they, they really kind of shift the focus of, of how local government works here. And, you know, local governments are very fragile beasts. You just can't sort of change you know, how everything works. And, uh, and take away that um, uh, nonpartisan public service that we used to have before. We really depended upon our public service that uh, for giving us the best advice on, on how to run the city. 
things like um, uh, well, at any rate, it has been uh, quite a quite a dramatic change. And it seems to me also, uh, being a resident of Vancouver, we look to civic governments for things that aren't all that sexy and exciting. We look to civic governments for garbage collection, for streets being cleaned, for sewers, sanitation, parks. Uh, there are certain jobs that civic governments need to do. And I, I tend to have the feeling that this civic government, uh, that wasn't the priority. And the priority was was being the greenest city, was to be this world-class city, which is great to have that that thought, but perhaps some in envision and some, including Mayor Gregor Robertson, are at the wrong level of government. Precisely, I think um, this is something that we found. And, but to even on those fronts, they didn't do a terribly good job because you have to build relationships across the region. The thing that we saw right away is is with. With Mayor Robertson, he wasn't somebody who was sitting down with the mayor of Burnaby, the mayor of New Westminster, the, the mayor of, of Surrey and, and Richmond and so on, working together across the region, taking that leadership role within the region and within the province. It never really happened. It became very isolated, and we lost a lot of our power and our influence. You can see what just happened recently with the mayor's council and, um, and the mayor being hunted from the chair's position. I think that uh, there was just a, a lack of support that was coming from the region, and that's emblematic of that. I'm sure you probably saw Aaron MacArthur's great story on Global News this week where he talked about these building permits, um, the, the builders standing outside for an hour in the cold in the morning just so they can get a place in line. They said, if you get there when the office opens, you'll be there all day. That's the kind of stuff that grinds our economy to a halt. It's crazy that this kind of stuff is happening. We've shifted our focus away from actually running the function, the functions of a city and turning it into, like I say, kind of a mini provincial government where we're focusing on things that we should never really be focusing on. Yeah, exactly. And we've talked about this before. The wait time to get a building permit in Vancouver is so long when you compare it to neighboring cities and other parts of Metro Vancouver. And there's there's no good reason for that. Well, you know, we've uh, the other thing too that um, that I think people got really frustrated frustrated with was the fact that um, you couldn't get a straight answer out of City Hall and anything. The communications department went from three or four staff up to forty staff, and yet nobody would actually answer your questions. You know, uh, I, you know, Gregor liked to throw a lot of punches at, at Stephen Harper's office, who was kind of famous for having a very closed-in style with the, the prime minister's office. Uh, the same thing's happening here. They're, they're, you know, I call them sort of harbor with a bike. <laughs> uh, yes, a bit of irony there for sure. Uh, you mentioned property taxes as well, and I think that is something that Vancouver residents, uh, are, I've heard from many, who are angry about this, in that uh, it was this, this idea on the one hand, this is a mayor and a council that's talking about affordability and trying to be at the front of, of helping with the affordability crisis, uh, but then putting property tax increases in place much or well above the rate of inflation. There's a, uh, there's a double-edged sword when it comes to property taxes. But generally speaking, I think it's fair to say that people do not mind paying a bit more if they feel like they're getting the services. But it, the best word to describe Vancouver for the last several years, uh, it was a friend of mine who called it gritty. It's dirty. It's the streets are filthy. The, the, they stopped They've stopped um, weeding any of the street boulevards. That you can see them in July. The, the weeds are up to your waist. Go to the city of Burnaby. You can 
you, know, you, you can practically eat out of those things. They're gorgeous. I mean, we've just stopped caring, and that, and that lack of civic pride is something that I think people feel. I think uh, people who come to our city feel it. They look and they go, what's with the litter? You know, like this used to be a pretty well-run, uh, good-looking city. I mean, when I was in New York, um, for gosh sakes, the biggest city, they have people out there cleaning up constantly on the streets uh, uh, who are constantly sweeping up and making sure there's no litter and cigarette butts. We don't do that here. We've just stopped caring, and it's been very frustrating for me. Uh, who do you think, or, or do you have any idea who will be uh, the vision candidate or what we might see uh, as we get closer to the next civic election? I have a prediction about Vision Vancouver. I think they're finished as an organization. Um, and the reason being is that the Vision Vancouver party was really only Gregor Robertson. It really was nothing else. It was put together, and the only way it actually succeeded when it did in 2008 when they, was when they found um, you know, a charismatic, so to speak, uh, intelligentic uh, leader. And now that he's leaving, there's nobody that's come up through the ranks. I mean, uh, anybody that really looked like they, they had any um, possibility of, of uh, succeeding him are, are, are kind of moving on. So I, I just don't think that organization, I think we're going to probably see a real, especially with the change in the finance rules, I think we're going to see a real change in this year's election. I'm not sure it's going to be all positive. I'm really worried that we're going to see because it's going to be so hard to get the message out, introduce the vote to the voters, um, the candidates, because there's going to be no money to advertise anymore. Um, it's going to be very hard. You're going to have to really count on sound bites and you know people who have got really angry things to say, which will always get attention. We want people who are really pillars of the community that are leading our city, not not people who have you know one or two issues to to harp on. Exactly. Mike, we'll have to leave it there. We're out of time, but thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Uh, always a pleasure. Thanks, Joe. All right. That is Mike Klassen. He is a columnist at the Vancouver Courier. You can check out his latest column about the exiting of Vancouver Mayor Gregor Robertson. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we are going to talk more about civic politics in Vancouver and the idea of removing one of the lanes on the Canby Bridge for a separated bike lane. We'll discuss that when we return. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.